Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody, on this uh, Thursday of your Patrick Johnson show. Uh, we've got uh, the ref, Phil Pilkington, producing. Chill Phil in the house today, Pilk, is that right? Yeah, he's here. He's in the other room working okay. on some stuff. Good, good, good. A little Ken Mata Luma Lolo uh, sound gathering, maybe? Uh, I've done that. He's got uh, other oh, stuff going on. Oh, you did it. Look at you. What an industrious young fellow you are. Uh, big week. Uh, we get ahead. And the next week's a big week. While the rest of you working class uh, folk, high-paid, high-flying folk, will be out uh, going to your Thanksgiving throwdowns. Uh, it's not an election year, so I don't know if it's going to be a throwdown. You're going to your Thanksgiving dinner, your Thanksgiving. We're going to be slaving away over hot uh, editing bays here all next week. And I'll be doing the double duty, ref. I'll be on the talk of the town hosting, not just, you know, the double duty. There's the news guy and sports guy and wise cracking co-host. No, I will be running the whole effing show next week. That's what I was told. I heard the uh, the big hit is taking a little trip. It's going somewhere, yeah. So there you have it. All right, Pirate basketball tonight. ECU, Oklahoma. Pirates nearly a two-touchdown dog. 13-point favorite are the Sooners tonight. Uh, I am told uh, tabs not likely, but I was not told that uh, with necessarily 100% certainty. Not that the person didn't know, but... Uh, we'll, we will see. I was kind of told, uh, not likely, but we'll see. So we'll, we'll see, right? If Winston Tabs is part of it tonight. Uh, Pirates are 3-0. and Oklahoma is 2-0. and This is the Myrtle Beach Invitational in Conway. Uh, I think it and Charleston have really established themselves as kind of the hip new preseason tournaments. When I was a young boy growing up, uh, it was always exciting if a team was in the Great Alaska Shootout. And that was the big one, the Great Alaska Shootout, which is, I, I think, no more. And if anything, it's maybe a four-team deal now. But that's where you, you'd stay. That was the Thanksgiving deal. You'd kind of stay up around Thanksgiving, watch some college hoops. And the Great Alaska Shootout, it would be because uh... back in the day, Philip, there were no college football games hardly on uh, Thanksgiving. So you just they, had they... the uh... – Lions and the Cowboys, once the Cowboys game was over, you had college basketball, I see. Well, you had, and then who's, uh, yeah, you had Lions, yeah, once the Lions and Cowboys, you're right. You had two NFL games, and then ESPN would air the Great Alaska Shootout. And uh, eventually you got Maui in there. So that gave you a couple of opportunities to watch, you know, really good college basketball uh, in and around Thanksgiving, you know, kind of the night before that Wednesday and, Etc. So that's pretty cool stuff back in the day. 
I don't know if it's cool for the players, though. Going to Alaska in November sounds horrendous. Well, that was the only event at the time. So, I mean, that and Maui were kind of it. So, you either were going to Hawaii or that. It was like a big national showcase. It was a huge deal back in the good old days. Uh, But then a lot of these things started to become uh, more in vogue. They started having them down in the Bahamas. Florida started getting in on the act. And then South Carolina with uh, the event at Charleston, which is at College of Charleston, a really well-run event. And uh, I've always heard good things about this Myrtle Beach event, which is at Conway. So uh, Pirates playing uh, Oklahoma tonight. We're going to lead you into network coverage. This is uh, is this the, this is our second 90-minute edition. You kind of closed out. I got the start in the first 90-minute edition, and you closed it out, right? That is correct. To, I was your, I was your closer. To, you kind of came in and worked uh, three innings at the back end for the three-inning save on that one, right? Wow, nine-inning that save. That was a long save now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was save. not available the next day to push out of the bullpen right. after a three-inning right. save. Right, you, you were not ready to go out of the pen the next day to steal from baseball parlance. Uh, so there's uh, what we're leading you to tonight. Michael Perry is going to join us later on in the show. He, of course, is uh, doing a fabulous job as the analyst this year on uh, ECU Basketball on Radio. Coach Perry is uh, now uh, a, uh, a media guy. So we're going to talk to him periodically throughout the season, uh, like we did Cy Seymour last year. We're probably going to get Cy on uh, a little more during the season. TJ Long is going to be our guy. Uh, in fact, uh, we're either going to get TJ or Cy on tomorrow. For a programming note, we're going to be on tomorrow at, at live from 5 to 6. And if ECU gets beat tonight, they're going to play in the 5 o'clock hour. That game will be on 107.9 WNCT. So we'll have that kind of odd uh, deal where we'll be on live during a pirate event. So we'll give you scores and updates, but you can listen to the game if ECU loses tonight. Now, if ECU wins, they'll play at 7. Uh, that's, that game will still not air here on 94.3, the game, because we're going to have Rose football tomorrow night. Speaking of which, our guy, uh, Scott Rogers Scooter, uh, on social media saying he's getting out of the hospital today, had a little medical scare. Uh, so uh, there you go, Scoot. Good for you, buddy. And uh, we'll uh, wish you a, a speedy convalescence from your, uh, from your medical situation uh, there. But he's out of the hospital uh, at some point, they may already be out for all I know, but uh, that's what he was putting on social media this morning and then mid-morning. Uh, Pirate football, Navy and ECU, 3.30 kick. Pirate game day countdown begins at noon on Saturday. Terrence Copper and myself, Pirates are a five-point uh, favorite on the road in that one. I think it started out at uh, six. This is what uh, Coach Houston had to say about the uh, matchup. Well, I think there's going to be fewer possessions. So, uh, you know, the, the key for us is we've got to try to get them off schedule. You know, we've got to, you know, if we can keep, if we can stay away from third and two and fourth and one, uh, you know, third and two and fourth and one against this team is going to be tough. You know, if we can get them in third and six, uh, you know, that's, that's where you'll have more success. So I think the key for us is trying to, to not let them, you know, stay on schedule. You got to try to get them off schedule early in the, you know, early in on the early downs, first and second down. And if you can do that, you can have some success. All right. That's Mike Houston uh, there. Uh, went to that cut uh, prematurely because I wanted to make mention of uh, Joe Dooley. He was going to give us a little primer on Oklahoma tonight. Yeah, great program. You know, top 50 net team, top 50 Ken Palm team. Uh, off to a good start, 2-0 start. Uh, made a lot of threes. Gave up 10 points and a half to Texas San Antonio yesterday. Scored 60-some-odd in the second half. I watched one of their exhibition games where they – 
think they were 19 for 27 from three. So obviously guarding three-point line is going to be very important. And it's a good opportunity to play against a, a Big 12 team. All right, that's Joe Dooley uh, on uh, Sunday after the Pirates win against uh, the uh, uh, Catamounts of Western Carolina. That was his assessment of uh, the matchup with Oklahoma. They are coached by Porter Moser, if that's a name that's familiar with you. Porter Moser uh, is a guy who uh, coached Chicago, Loyola Chicago, to the Final Four. Remember Sister Jean? Well, Porter Moser was the head coach there. Lon Kruger retired, and uh, they hired him at Oklahoma. So uh, back to the football game. That's the matchup. We'll hear from the coordinators later on. In just a few minutes, uh, we're going to talk to Rini Angolia, a dear friend of mine, also friend of the program, college football analyst for ESPN. Uh, we'll get a hold of uh, Rini here and uh, talk uh, not only uh, some college football uh, with him, Talk uh, get his thoughts on ECU going bowling again. And we'll get his thoughts on uh, East Carolina and uh, uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, of course, uh, sitting in at fifth. No movement, really, to speak of. Uh, kind of, it's not every day you get a chance to talk to a Wimbledon champion. Would you agree with that, Philip? Definitely not. Especially at Eastern North Carolina. But Johnny Murray who was a Wimbledon doubles champion uh, nine years ago in 2012. Uh, we're going to get him on the phone coming up in a little bit. Aces for Autism is having the Aces for Autism Pro-Am. And uh, this uh, this is going on at uh, the Baywood Racquet Club. And so we're going to talk uh, with, with uh, Johnny coming up in a little bit. He's here to raise money for Aces for Autism this weekend. Uh, they've got an event starting tomorrow at Baywood, and uh, we'll talk with uh, one of the new co-owners of uh, the uh, Baywood Racket Club, but also uh, Johnny Mari will be with us, uh, Wimbledon doubles champ, later in the uh, show. So we've got a lot to get to. We shouldn't dilly-dally here. Uh, Philip, anything that uh, I've omitted that was just huge breaking news today that we needed to to be on top of? or any? I know Cam Newton spoke a lot today, but anything beyond that that is uh, – of any interest? I guess this broke last night, but I believe it was after the show, the uh, Mel Tucker extension with Sparty football. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, was he now? Nine and a half million? Yeah, for the next 10 years. This guy's 11 and six all time as their coach. He's, he's new to the, the show, and they just gave him a 10 year extension. Yeah, I, I think that's really in an effort for Michigan. I'd love to know what the buyout is on that because my guess is Michigan State. Uh, is trying to avoid – because he's been kind of linked to LSU, hasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. My, my guess is Mel Tucker and – look, I don't know if Mel Tucker's worth $9.5 million a year. I, his his family's probably thinking he's worth more than that. His agent's probably thinking he's worth more than that. But, you know, that guy's that guy's put together a, uh, a little bit of a uh, win from his standpoint. So – uh, look, Mel Tucker might be 11 and seven, but he's undefeated in contract negotiations. I'd say, right? Because that's all in an effort to keep LSU, who's going to be willing to spend maybe the most to make whoever's going to be their next football coach the highest-paid guy in college football. That's all in an effort to to stymie that. So we'll see. Uh, the big story, of course, with the Panthers this weekend hosting the Washington football uh, team. Ron Rivera's coming back to Charlotte. Uh, with fans in the stands. So I think that'll be a good thing. 
And, of course, uh, he and Cam Newton were together for nine years. So are you going to that or are you just watching it on TV? No, nah, I'm out this week. Okay. but So you're going to watch it? Oh, for sure. I'm definitely going to watch it. But, yeah, I'm not going. Okay. But you're not going. Did you sell your fans to a, or tickets to a Washington football team fan? Is that what you did? No, we, I did not do that. It was just it was going to be too much travel going there and then coming back and then going back for Thanksgiving. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I we gave you. we sold them to some guys in the neighborhood. They're Panther fans. Don't worry. Okay, all right. Don't need any burgundy and gold. There already be enough of that in the stands. I'm sure in Charlotte on Sunday. All right, we're going to grab a break. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. Great to have you with us. Uh, going to try to work out a few Cincinnati tickets for next week to give away for you. I tell you what, Philip, that's becoming kind of a hard tick. I had somebody today uh, reach out to me about, you know, trying to work that out and get some tickets. And I, and I, I mean, they're available. It's just, and they're available at a really good price. It's just, you know, as far as, hey, do you have any extras or a little off the shoulder? That's kind of hard to come by those right now. That's kind of a desire, to, which is good to see. I, look, I'm glad it's a ticket that's in demand. Uh, it should be in demand. Not every day you can have the number two or three team in the country, whatever it is now, coming in. You know, top five in the college football playoff standings. And look, if they win against SMU, this will be uh, really for for all the marbles. So, big matchup. And uh, obviously, coach would say you got to take care of uh, Navy first. So that's uh, that's part of that there. All right, uh, let's grab the break. Rini Ingolia, get his thoughts on this college football playoff debacle. And uh, also, uh, Rini was bullish on the Pirates back in the preseason. So we'll let him uh, take his victory lap here and have more. And we return on the Patrick Johnson Show. It's a 90-minute edition here on the flagship of the Pirates. Eastern Carolina's home for sports, 94.3 the game. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day, you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Pirate fans, celebrate Purple Friday Thanksgiving weekend with two great deals. Our weekend holiday family sale for $60 gets you four football tickets for the Cincinnati game Friday, four men's basketball tickets for the Coppin State game Saturday, and four women's basketball tickets for the Campbell game on Sunday. And for just $20 more, our weekend holiday family feast sale feeds your pirate crew with four hot dogs and four regular fountain drinks. It's a big weekend for the Pirate Nation, and it all starts with Purple Friday at East Carolina. If you want the best steak in Eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. 
WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. No experience is required. However, anyone with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see Town Insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com, town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town Insurance. right. Pirate Baseball lives right here. Go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Anytime you want to go back and relive the magic of uh, the Patrick Johnson show, it is uh, available at 94.3thegame.com. I guess they're putting it wherever you download your podcast. I have time to listen to podcasts now, so if you don't see it there, write us. We'll download it wherever you need it or upload it so you can download it, however that goes. We've got uh, ECU basketball at 7 tonight. We're leading you into 6.30 network coverage on radio. Pirate football Saturday against Navy. And that'll be a 12 noon airtime for our pregame coverage ahead of the 3.30 kick at Navy. College football analyst for ESPN, our great friend Rini Angolia, the Rochester Rocket, joins us now on the uh, phone. Rini, how's it going? EJ, what's up, my friend? You, hey, you got to travel. You got to travel for a football game this week. Attaboy. <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the match in midweek match, and we've been going. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, a wee bit better being there in person than uh, from the home studio. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I'm sure there's times the home studio is good. Uh, but uh, when you're calling a game, it, you need to be able to see a little more than what they're showing on the monitor, I'm sure. So, uh, that 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 helps. Although, yeah, I, I, look, I think you're one of the guys that because uh, you were kind of trained on it before it became in vogue. You're about as good as anybody doing that in the country now, and I guess it's because of all that training before everybody was forced to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, I've done it before. Uh, I mean, there's still nothing like uh, being there, though. But you're right. I mean, there's some pros and cons to everything, and and I don't. Uh, I don't think it's going away. I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, you were talking about college basketball. I think you're going to see a large amount of college basketball announcers doing the games from the home studios as well. So um, technology, technology is such that you can do it. So it's, it's, it's 
Got its limitations for football, for sure, because as you said, as an analyst, there's so many things I look at from the box. And I always get that question, too. People are like, do you watch the field or do you watch a monitor? And I'm like, I watch the field, and then I go to the monitor for replays and different looks. Right. But, uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's not going anywhere, so get used to it. I've done more because I actually had a couple of, and, and nothing like you, it was for the Sinclair stuff, but, you know, we had to do kind of, we weren't remote, but we were, outside of the stadium for a couple of those and so you you really had to rely on the monitor and that first one was tough because unless your crew's really on top of things sometimes you don't know what's going on you know as far as uh, certain things that may happen yeah you know you you hit the the magic button there is uh the cameramen right and they're not used to doing it right they're used to shooting a game most of these guys and gals have shot games for 20 30 years and they're and so but you're you're at their whim, right? So if they don't shoot it in a way knowing that, okay, my announcers aren't here on site, uh, you, you can have some big problems. And so I think it's new for, obviously new for everybody, but especially uh, the, the camera men and women. Yeah. All right. We'll stop talking about broadcasting these. But I, as I was going to say, as a result, doing some of this basketball now, and even when I was in person doing some football this year, I, I really found myself watching a little more on the monitor. Uh, at times, so uh, that that's the balance, striking the balance of live eyes and, and monitor. Because you're right, in between plays, that's the that's the key time to to really be watching what's on the screen. All right, look, Rainey, you were bullish on the Pirates in the preseason, and uh, I'm not so sure a lot of your other fellow uh, uh, analysts in the world of college football nationally were. So I'm going to let you get your flowers here today and and take that victory lap. Now that the Pirates are bowl eligible. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, when I did the American Athletic Conference Media Days, they were my sleeper pick. And I know someone asked me, you mean like sleeper pick to win the American? I said no. I thought they would become bowl eligible. They'd win some games this year that people didn't expect them to win. And they've they've done exactly that. And, and really, I'm just a big Mike Houston fan. Honestly, I, I called some games when he was at James Madison. I know what kind of coach he is. I know what kind of person he is, right? And it, it's the proverbial, you know, that the third year, right, to really start turning the corner and they've done a nice job, and I'm just really happy for that fan base. Of course, haven't been to a bowl game, and I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, Ruffin was there, right? 2015 was the last time, so you know, good for that. Uh, 14, fan base. yeah. Link, Lincoln Riley go, was calling plays. Go. Hello. No, I said Lincoln Riley was calling plays. That's what I said. They, so I think it was yeah. four. It was 14. Yeah. The last, but I mean, yeah. Point is, it's been. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been forever in in this era of bowl games uh, and the proliferation of bowl games. Yeah, it's been forever. Yeah, so I'm just happy for the players first and foremost, and then just the, the program, and, and then again the fan base. So hopefully everyone travels, goes to that bowl game wherever they go, and they uh, show the love and support. And the fans deserve it too, and you know that. So it's been a long ride for everybody. I think if East Carolina winds up anywhere other than Hawaii, you'll see a pretty good contingent. Of, of fans making the trip. I, I really do believe that. So uh, there's been, look, uh, we were just talking about it before we got you on. There's kind of a demand right now, as you would expect and hope, for those Cincinnati tickets uh, as they're going to play the uh, Bearcats the uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. Rini Angoli, a college football analyst, is with us uh, here. Hey, have you gotten your assignment for next week, by the way? Do you know where, what your uh, where your travel takes you next week during the holiday I- week? I, I do. I don't know if it's public knowledge yet, so I probably can't okay. say, but I mean, 
Uh, what's the difference? I got uh, I got Syracuse Pitt next week, um, but I'll be doing okay. it from um, my home studio. Rini Angolia Studio is where you will be uh, broadcasting that from. There you so. go. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty. Look, you're in Florida. I'm not feeling bad for you. It's not like you're up to somewhere where it snowed two feet. I mean, you know, you well, you could you could and, do and, that in flip flops and, and shorts. And here's the thing, BJ. Next week's like the worst week to get on an airplane, too. So it, it, <laughs> that's, there's your huge advantage right there. I mean, it's the worst week to travel like that at Thanksgiving time. So yeah, that's an advantage. That's a yeah. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I know you've seen him at some point this season, obviously, probably multiple times. Uh, they're fifth in the college football standings. They beat SMU this week. They'll come into Greenville with a chance to potentially make history. Do you see who, who would you see falling down in front of them and who would have to fall out of that top four right now in order for Cincinnati to make it in if they go in? Well, let's I tell you what, let's start here. If they go undefeated, are they in? Oh, man, it's such a tough question. I, I would love to say yes, but basing on – I mean, I think they should be if you're asking my opinion, but based on what the committee's done, I don't think – I think they're going to get leapfrogged. I don't think they're going to leave them there. That's just my gut feeling based on what the committee has done. And I'll tell you this, too, PJ, if you look, you know, obviously everyone's talking about Cincinnati, right, and, and rightfully so. The committee had not ranked a team in the American other than Cincinnati. Finally, mm-hmm. this past Tuesday, Houston jumped in there at 24. Now, I think that's huge for Cincinnati. I think that helps them because, uh, you know, Cincy and Houston are on a collision course for the American Athletic Conference championship game. So that does help Cincy. And the other thing is, you know, now the, the de facto playoff games start, right? Ohio State and Michigan State this week. Someone's going to eliminate themselves, right? So Cincy just needs to win out and, and hope it, it – the right teams in front of them uh, lose. You need, you know, if Alabama makes it through, which I'm assuming they will, to Georgia. You need Georgia to win that game. You need Bama to fall out. Um, you know, again, if, if you know, if you look and you say, okay, Michigan State needs to be at, be at Ohio State. Yes, they do. But that's one of the things I'm talking about. I think the committee would, would jump Michigan State over Cincinnati if they beat Ohio State this week. So, you know, some things have to happen for them, but they just need to win out. And listen, it's not the easiest thing. I, I did SMU two weeks in a row. Um, that offense is really good. So they're going to have their hands full with SMU this week. Um, again, don't sleep on, on your Pirates. I know there's, you know, a little uh, a little strife there, I think, right, between the yeah, fan little spice. And the program. Yeah, I think yeah, a little Carolina spice. I think is going to give – Cincinnati everything they want and then since he's going to have to probably most likely play Houston so it's not over yet it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to win out Rini Angoli a college football analyst ESPN joining us assuming the Bearcats went out which means they would beat ECU uh, but let's assume they went out and you kind of ran through a couple scenarios there where does Oregon factor in this is there to me they seem to have the most paper thin resume can they yeah, fall out of this so, thing, or if they or if they run the table the rest of the way, are they basically in? Yeah, I think the committee would put them in, and so here and they're just an, they're an interesting team, right? Because they are have arguably it's probably not even arguably the best win of the season, right? On the road at Ohio State, but then they have a horrible loss uh, against Stanford, right? So um, yeah, right. 
So, but I think if they win out and be in our Pac-12 champions, that's going to be enough. I mean, they're sitting at three right now. Um, this committee has showed you, right, that they're leaning towards the power five. I mean, I, I don't – and, and they're, they're, the words that they say as well. So, yeah, I think if Oregon wins out, they're in. Um, you know, the thing that, that would devastate, uh, you know, Cincinnati, and not just Cincinnati, it would devastate a few teams is if Alabama knocks off Georgia in the uh, SEC championship game, if, if, it, if Alabama gets there, and then th- th- those two are going, you know, and that's going to devastate a few schools, not just Cincinnati. So some things have to happen for Cincinnati, but again, win first and foremost. But I just, you know, the tea leaves were, were there that first week uh, of the college football playoff committee when they put them six. I really thought, I think there's seven new members on the committee. So I go, okay, I think they're going to put, I think they're going to put, and you know, remember, since he was, I think, was two in the AP poll. So I said, I, I don't think they're going to put him two, but I bet you they put him at three, at worst four. Man, they mm-hmm. didn't even have him in there. So I was like, oh, that tells me all I need to know. So, um, but it, you just got to win. You know, I do agree with Luke Fickle. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just got to win. And, and again, I, I said this on a, on a podcast, and I got some pushback. And you know me, PJ. I'm a huge uh, American Athletic Conference fan. I did their media days. I just think from top to bottom, the American isn't as strong as they usually are. UCF isn't the team they normally are. Memphis isn't the team they normally are. Houston had a little resurgence here. Uh, heck, Navy, who, who East Carolina is playing, isn't the team they normally are. Uh, Tulane is really down this year. The last couple of years, they've been a bowl-eligible team. So I just think the conference from top to bottom hasn't helped Cincinnati out. And, of course, Cincinnati hasn't really gotten the, the, the quote-unquote, the, the style points, right, in, in their work. Right, yeah. So, and, and I think and Desmond Ritter's been in this conference a long time watching him play. And I don't want to say he's pressing, but, you know, pressure, pressure does weird things to all of us. And I think they're feeling a little bit thinking, like, man, not only do we have to win, we need to look good. And it, it, it's been tough the last few weeks for them. Yeah. All right, uh, Rini and Gully, a couple quick uh, things I want to get you in on here. Uh, not really lightning round, but just a, a couple reactions. Uh, Mel Tucker given a huge extension at Michigan State. Is this basically to stave off LSU? I absolutely think it is 100%. Because, and the thing is, I think LSU might come over the top with a bigger contract than that. So this will be <laughs> right. fascinating to see. But, wow, right? I mean, that's just... Uh, <laughs> a lot of loot you're getting into a nez territory there when you talk that kind of money that's that's an inside joke between me and reenie there absolutely all right um absolutely (laughs) louisville at duke tonight uh there's reports emerging this week and there's been murmurs for a while that this is it for david cutcliffe i know you know him very well have covered his duke teams are the devils going to do any better because to me yeah, if Cutcliffe kind of retires and they structure that and they send him out uh, with some dignity, they still got to put money into that program, and I'm not convinced they want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big David Cutcliffe fan. You know that. I think he's, he's it's a great human being, first and foremost. So, But the problem is I think there's been 12 coaches already uh, relieved of their duties this year. I mean, it's crazy with the early signing period, December 25th, uh, ADs want new coaches, and – and, and to answer your question, will they do any better? You know, it's hard, right? But I think what these 80s think is, well, I can get new blood, right, new life, and give someone else a chance. So, yeah, there, there's probably – I would agree with you, and you got you know more than me. You know, your ears to the ground up there. Um, 
it's probably going to happen, I would assume. And, and again, not that, not that necessarily you think you're going to get the next great coach and I can do better than someone is, you know, as, as well-respected as David Cutcliffe, but just to give maybe a little spark, a little energy, yeah. uh, a little yeah. jolt to the program. But it's, it's, it's tough right now around the country for sure. As bad as Duke fans believe it is, trust me, it had been much, much worse before he got uh, to Durham. All right, last thing for you, uh, 10th-ranked Wake Forest at Clemson this weekend. Tigers are the favorite at home. Does Wake win in Death Valley? Man, well, see, Wake can score a ton of points. We know that, right? Um, but I, and but Clemson's defense, I think, is, is, is good. It's, it's been the offense. So this is going to be fascinating to me. I just – I haven't broke this, broken this game down. I haven't watched the video. I have a hunch, and no one's talked about Clemson, right, since you know, I, they've lost three games this year. I mean, they're not even close to being ranked. I mean, Mississippi State's ranked with four losses, and, and Clemson hasn't even – and they're just slowly going about their business, obviously not the year they want it, but I think Dabo gets it done. I think Clemson knocked off Wake. I just got a feeling. All right, there you go. Hey, great to talk to you, Rennie. Appreciate it. Uh, a million other things to talk about. We'll maybe catch up with you in a few weeks prior to bowl season. Thanks for the time, though. You got it, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you and your family. Uh, the great Rennie Angolia, ESPN with us. All right, we're going to have our pirate report next here from the coordinators. Still to come, Michael Perry, preview of ECU Oklahoma tonight on the hardwood in Conway, South Carolina. But right now, the ref, Philip Pilkington, with a 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Some big news in college football today as Michigan State has offered head coach Mel Tucker a 10-year extension worth $95 million. Tucker is currently in his second season with the Spartans and has a record of 11-6. There is one college football game in action tonight as Louisville travels to Duke. They are three-score favorites. That can be heard on 103.7 WTIB. ECU has Navy this weekend, and Blake Harrell talked about the keys to stopping the Navy triple option. The keys is this: you got, you got to be great with your eyes, uh, and you got to you got to be locked in. And uh, you know, it doesn't matter like coaches what we know. And I guess that's my point. Like you don't don't matter what coaches know; it's what you can get those kids to feel comfortable with and the confidence they have about fitting runs up and, and making plays and all those type of things. Um, so so it doesn't you know. If, if they feel comfortable, then you got a chance. If they don't feel comfortable, then you're behind it. In the NFL today, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson both missed practice. There is one game tonight. The Pats travel to Atlanta. New England is six-and-a-half-point favorites. Atlanta skill position player, primarily running back Cordero Patterson, will be a game-time decision. In college hoops, the ECU women's basketball team played a game earlier today. They beat Hampton 75-58. to And in the Myrtle Beach Invitational has already gotten underway. New Mexico State beat Davidson 76-64. Utah State beat Penn 87-79 in double overtime. There's a game that tips off at 7, and that one features our East Carolina Pirates. They are 13-point dogs against Oklahoma. The late game is Indiana State and ODU. If ECU wins, they'll get the winner of that game. If they lose, they'll get the loser. Tonight, the Canes continue their West Coast road trip. They travel to Anaheim to play the Ducks. They are favored with as a minus 155 on the money line. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Back with more of the Patrick John show after this timeout. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. 
Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. The Jolly Roger has set sail. He breaks a tackle. He's in the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line. And the Pirates are going Is back. Picked up by the Pirates. And it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, and Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. Improve the air quality in your home by calling the Air Doctor. Proudly serving Eastern North Carolina for over 10 years, the Air Doctor specializes in the sales, service, maintenance, and installation of residential and commercial heating and air conditioning. The Air Doctor also offers duct cleaning and free duct evaluations. Dirty duct work reduces air quality and may cause increased dust, bacteria, and unpleasant odors. Call the Air Doctor and get your ducts in a row. Call 252-215-0966. Golden Corral on Greenville Boulevard is now open, serving all your Golden Corral comfort food favorites like fried chicken, pot roast, steaks, fresh vegetables, and awesome desserts. Don't miss their weekend features like Catfish Fridays, ribs every Saturday, and specialty carved meats on Sundays. Make game day extra special with a hot and hearty big breakfast or build a wholesome tailgate feast of Golden Corral entrees, sides, and desserts. drive through pickup, and delivery available. Open daily for lunch and dinner, breakfast every weekend. Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Today's Pirate Report is brought to you by Pair Customs, superior boats at an affordable price at both 21 feet and uh, 21 foot and 24 foot center console. Get your next boat the way you want it. Pair Customs. Eastern Plumbing setting the standard for quality service for over 15 years. Find out more easternplumbingonline.com by Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Great food, specialty drinks, and craft beers. Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU Offensive Coordinator. He says Holton Aylers is all high on life right now. Cut one. Holton's just jacked up about life right now, okay? Not that he's not always jacked up about life, but I've just seen a whole new, you know, enthusiasm to Holt Naylor's. And, uh, you know, this is what he loves to do, and he's seeing some success. He's playing terrific football himself, and he's having fun, and uh, he's really enjoying this part. You know, we all know it's going to come to an end at some point in your life. You know, you, I don't think it's coming anything quick, but, you know, it's coming. 
And so you start counting your, your, your blessings and you're glad that you got this opportunity to do this. And I think he just loves winning. I, I've never seen anybody wants to win any more than him. I think it was very evident last week. What was it, second play of the game? He runs those guys over. That's your starting quarterback out there. So, you know, I was, I was cringing a little bit, but it fired the team up. So, yeah, that's the way he's practicing. That's the way he's playing. Donnie K on what Navy likes to do defensively. They are like our defense in one package, but they've, they've been in the system a little longer. They've got several packages. They start the year out, they're in the three safety defense. They've gone to the, you know, the juice of the, of the year. And so they're still doing that, but then they're doing all the other stuff. But they blitz like Blake and them do. So, I mean, they're coming from everywhere. You, you'd swear, I count every time. There's got to be 12 of them out there. You know, it can't be 11 guys doing all that. So we, we have to really prepare for a lot of different schemes. Cut ahead to, or skip ahead to cut four. Pirates did better on third down against uh, Memphis. Donnie Kirkpatrick on why that was the case. So we had a real specific game plan. We were going to spread them out. We were throwing the ball. So we're not running the ball and letting them just smack us and us not make it. So we came out and empty. We did a bunch of different things on third down. Houghton loves that part of it. So he embraced it. The kids did good. They executed it. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And we got in a lot of third and shorts. It was amazing. So we were getting in a lot of third and shorts, and we had a we had a good game plan, I think. But the kids did it. It's all the kids. And they executed that. So I didn't realize we'd done that well in third down until Malcolm kind of grinned at me a little bit and said, I hope they asked you about third down this week. And I said, I think we did good, right? I felt like we did good. And then he told me that we had done that well. So uh, that wasn't our issue this week. We had another issue, but – you know, that's, that's on to the next thing, I guess. All right. Was Holt Naylor's uh, factoring into that as he ran the ball better and especially taking that running lane when it was there, Coach Kirkpatrick? Holton has really started to do really, really well. Uh, and I guess this kind of stems back to the Houston deal when there was a couple of times that we were like, now look at the tape here. What should you have done? He's like, I should have taken off and I should have run with the ball, and he didn't. And he's really embraced that. He's done a better job in practice of – trying to do it like it's a live snap, even though it's not. They don't hit the quarterback out here, but, you know, so they can get a little lazy if you don't stay after them. And he's, he's really pulled down some balls. And, uh, you know, that some of that's because they're dropping eight. And when they drop eight, there's one more defender. And you know, they don't get very good pass rush, and there's one more lane open. And he's kind of just taken off and seen that open window. And like I say, he's throwing his body around a little bit more than I'd like for him to. Uh, now, he's not very good at sliding is what we've learned. And it's amazing to him. I said, oh, because everybody was laughing, and he slid a couple of times, and it was just so ugly. I was like, oh, you were a baseball guy. How do you not know how to slide? He said, Coach, I hit home runs. I didn't, I didn't have to slide. So I said, well, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. It is a good answer. Told you there was something right. funny at the end of that cut. That was pretty funny, I have to admit. All right, uh, this is uh, Blake Harold as we switch to the defense. This is not a week uh, he gets a lot of sleep against Navy, or is it? <laughs> well, I think that's every week when you're a defensive coach in the American Conference. Um, but, yeah, Navy is a very good offense, and they're going to do a lot of multiple things. You know, they're really well coached up there, Coach Ingram, Coach, Coach uh, Ivan Jasper, Coach Nehemiah. I've uh, been around for a long time, doing this for a long time, and uh, they've seen every look you can throw at them. All right, and this is Blake Harrell on needing to make uh, Navy kind of uncomfortable uh, in those uh, third and long situations. You know, they get second seven, third and four, fourth and one. They just keep on marching right down the field. And they're disciplined enough to do that. You know, most offenses, um, you know, they want the big play. These guys are, are consistent with just staying on schedule. 
So some way you've got to make a play and, and find a way to get them off schedule. Whether it's uh, second nine, third and eight, third and seven, you know, those are, those are situations where offenses such, such as Navy uh, don't necessarily like. You know, they'd rather be in third and four, fourth and one in those situations. But if you can get them behind the sticks a little bit, and that's kind of a key for us is just win the first down um, and make them play behind the sticks and, and be uncomfortable. A little easier said than done, but we'll see. That Navy offense is still tough. All right, uh, that's today's Pirate Report. We've got coverage beginning of ECU and Navy at 12 noon with our Pirate Game Day countdown for Bush Light here on 94.3 The Game on Saturday. We'll talk about Pirate Hoops. They play against Oklahoma tonight, and we'll hear from Michael Perry, Radio Network Analyst, next. I'm here in the studio with Lance Clark of Bill Clark Homes, one of the largest home builders in Eastern Carolina. And much of the concentration has been right here in their hometown of Greenville and Pitt County. Lance, you guys have been doing this a long time. Yes, we have, Henry, and I appreciate it. Uh, Last year, we celebrated our 40th anniversary, which we're extremely proud of. And we are and have always been family-owned and operated. Lance, tell us why a homeowner would choose Bill Clark Homes to build their home. Well, one thing that we do that we're really proud of is we like to make the customer part of the process. We have our own design department where we draw our own plans so you can modify and make the house the way you would like it. And another thing is we have a one-stop shop design center with two professional decorators to guide you through that process. So, Lance, what's the price range that you focus on at Bill Clark Homes? Right now, our houses are from 160 all the way up to 500,000, and we have those houses in most school districts all around Greenville and Pitt County. For more information, contact BillClarkHomes.com. Last year, you helped us raise over $60,000 to make sure local kids had a Merry Christmas. This is uh, the whole community coming together today to help some people who need it. This year, we're doing it again. Interbanks Media's Operation Santa Claus Radiothon is back on Friday, December 3rd from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Great Harvest Bread Company on Evans Street in Greenville. We'll be teaming up with Greenville Fire and Rescue and the Salvation Army, collecting toys and monetary gifts for kids in need. This year will be even bigger as we make sure kids in ENC have the best Christmas possible. Hey, we know things are not 100% back to normal, and times are still tough for a lot of people. That's why we're making sure that kids are not forgotten this holiday season. Join us at Great Harvest Bread Company on Friday, December 3rd from 6 to 6. And while you're there, pick up your tickets for the Ember's Christmas Show. We'll see you at the Operation Santa Claus Radiothon. With Interbanks Media. This year, U.S. Cellular is making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. 
Get the latest on the East Carolina Pirates each day on the Patrick Johnson Show with our daily Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. Taking you to the 6.30 time frame tonight, special 90-minute edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We have on our airwaves beginning at 6.30 coverage of ECU in Oklahoma via the Pirate Sports Network from Learfield. Rave reviews for Michael Perry is the uh, analyst for ECU basketball now on the radio and coach is down in Conway, South Carolina, where he joins us uh, now. You'll hear him later on. Also, the game uh, will be broadcast uh, with airtime of 6.30 on 107.9 WNCT, so all across eastern North Carolina, the capital to the coast, border to border. Coach Perry, uh, good to talk to you as uh, it always is. It's been great to see you uh, last week, a few days. I miss not seeing you, but it's good to talk to you. <laughs> it's good to catch up, for sure. Yeah. All right, so ECU Oklahoma tonight. I just want to get your impressions of this 3-0 start for the Pirates before we delve into the matchup. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the first thing that sticks out, what jumped off to me, literally off of the stat sheet, is the defense of East Carolina uh, for the past three games. I mean, they've actually, they're hanging their hat on their defense, and it's not unusual for teams' defense to be ahead of their offense this time of year. But it's certainly shaping up to be one of the uh, one of the strengths of this team: their ability to be able to defend, defend without fouling, and be able to create offense from their defense. And then that triggers everything else. Coach, it seems like uh, on both ends of the floor that you have guys that are on the roster for Coach Dooley that can play kind of multiple positions, score from a variety of spots on the floor, but also defend. Uh, a, a majority or various positions on the floor. Is that uh, – do you agree with that assessment? That's kind of what I see, but yeah. you're the expert. Yeah, there are guys that – I've always said when you look at a team, uh, you look at the different personnel, and sometimes we'll reference your coaches say good pieces, and they've got really good pieces and guys that can contribute in a lot of different ways and uh, both offensively and defensively, very versatile. And I think also a very talented group in that, and they're also a group that plays uh, plays together, a very cohesive group both on and off the floor, and it's reflected in their play. Very unselfish, and they share the basketball. And I think as, as the season goes on, you're going to see a team where, you know, night in and night out, you're going to have different guys making major contributions. And um, so don't be surprised to see, you know, one night one guy might be the leading scorer, or one night uh, another guy might lead the team in assists. I mean, they're all contributing. Basically, they take what the game gives you. Coach, the thing I like so far is uh, there seems to be a lot of balance. Uh, as you mentioned, don't be surprised uh, about uh, somebody leading somebody in scoring uh, on a different night. But essentially, you got nine uh, – well, not actually, what is it? Six guys at nine points a game or better. So you've got uh, essentially six guys averaging at double figures pretty much. Uh, Frank down around six a game, but he's capable and is, uh, I think, going to be a proven rebounder. So, you know, I'm looking at this as you've got various guys that can do a lot of things and a lot of combinations that can do a lot of things. So, again, I come back to that term of versatility with this lineup. Well, I think with this group, you're going you're gonna to see that throughout the, play out throughout the course of the season. And um, 
mean, a lot of guys can contribute. And I just think and it's still early now, obviously. Sure. And only three game, three games in. And uh, I don't think it's enough of a sample that you can actually really kind of like start developing a pattern of some sort or, or an identity. But I do think the one thing you can get an identity or feel for early on is your defense. And the guys are brought into that. And I mean, there's certainly a, a group that understands that they, that they're important for defending. Coach puts a lot of emphasis on that. And that's one thing you can do night in and night out. You're going to yeah. have some nights where some guys shoot the ball well. And then some nights, you know, it may not. You know, like, take J.J. Miles the first night, you know, hit four threes. And looked like he couldn't miss a shot. You know, mid-range, three-point shot. And uh, then there were some nights where, you know, the last against really hasn't had as many opportunities or hasn't shot it as well. So you're going to have nights like that, but you can defend every night. And I think as a team, if you can get everybody to – kind of lose themselves in the game because sometimes guys get distracted because their shots unfalling. Yeah. Everything's based on what's happening with me offensively. I don't have a team to have a good feel. And they break down on assignments. They don't play with the intensity that you would like for them to play with because their shots unfalling. You want to be have guys out on the floor who are still playing with the same intensity and the same drive that they're playing with if they're making all the shots. And that's what we're seeing right now. We got Michael Perry with us, Pirate Basketball, tonight at 7 o'clock on 94.3, the game at 107.9 WNCT against Oklahoma. Uh, Tristan Newton coming off a career-best 30-point game. He has uh, been a guy who has filled up the stat sheet this year, and it just seems like, uh, you know, Tristan, if, if anybody really struggled in the COVID year, it was him. He's bounced back nicely, at least early on in this season. What do you like about his game? Well, Coming into the season, I was thinking for him as well as J.J. Miles, those are two guys that I remember seeing over the last couple of years. And I was thinking, just from a personal standpoint, if I'm looking at this team, I'm thinking these guys have to give us some consistency. I mean, that's the next step for them in their career is to be consistent. And uh, so I've really been pleased with what I've seen from him so far. <clears throat> really excited the way he's shooting the basketball the last game. It's, just, it's, it's pretty interesting. When I went to practices, I mean, he was literally shooting the cover off the ball. He was—he hardly missed. And then the first two games, he really struggled to shoot the three ball, but he played pretty good. He played real solid um, four games, but he struggled to shoot the ball from three. Then his last game, he shot the eyes off of it, which I knew eventually that would happen because you can't shoot it that well on a daily basis and eventually the shot's going to fall for you. I see the same thing happening for the kid Jackson eventually because he shoots the ball too well in practice and consistently in drill work, eventually the shots are going to fall for him as well. He's also a guy Jackson can get a shot off of most against most any defender. So, yeah, you're you're uh, 100%, I think, on that. Uh, Coach, I, I don't want to uh, necessarily uh, have you step in and take Jason Martinez's job. He's done a really good job, according to Coach Dooley and the other coaches, of uh, getting these guys physically ready to go. But I think we need to get Brandon Suggs on that uh, Coach Michael Perry workout regimen because we need to get a little more weight on him. If we do, <laughs> if we do, we give him a little more swole, Coach. Uh, look, Suggs is fabulous and uh, has the potential to be a a, a, a all-conference player. Uh, so far, what what is your assessment of his work through three games? Well, re- really like him. Uh, I look at things sometimes both as a as as a spectator, as a fan, uh, and I also look at it as a coach. And uh, in both way, in both in, in, in both visions that I'm looking at uh, the game and looking at players, 
I have the same assessment for him. I mean, I like that guy's game. I like the fact that you never can speed him up. He's got the same pace, uh, the same demeanor, regardless of what's happening in the course of the game. Uh, very similar, you know, for listeners out there, like Chris Middleton uh, with the you know, world champion Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. I know their coaches talked about that same demeanor, solid guy defensively, both ends of the floor. And that's what he is for us. He's sort of like our Chris Middleton in that, man, he is solid as it comes. I mean, he defends, he rebounds, he's always in the best, the right position defensively. He's providing help. He leads the team in charges. Uh, he makes plays. He can get downhill drives. He shoots the three. He's out in transition. He challenges shots. I mean, he's a stat sheet sufferer. He does so many different things that sometimes might even get overlooked. Um, but, I mean, he's steady and his demeanor is the same throughout the course of the game. That's the type of guy you want to have when you go into a battle. You'll hear Pirate Basketball tonight on our airwaves uh, against Oklahoma. And you'll also hear uh, Coach Perry, Michael Perry, uh, this season as the analyst for Pirate Basketball. Brandon Johnson, Coach, he has uh, been one of two guys I want to ask you about that have come off the bench who have been really, really good. Uh, the other being Tremont Robinson-White. More on him in a second. But Brandon Johnson leading this team and rebounding. It seems like he uh, just has the best bounce of anybody in the uh, in the pivot for the Pirates. Gets off the floor really quickly, but also brings a lot of energy. At my very first practice, when I saw him, the recruiter in me uh, uh, came out. The first thing I thought <laughs> was that that's the best. That's the best interior post player right there. I mean, he's got the bounce. He's got the athleticism. He's got the first, second, third jump. Uh, he catches everything around the paint. I mean, this kid is good. That was my first impression from from the very first practice. I love his length. I love his athleticism. And again, he's quick off his feet. Uh, he's rangy. He can move. He can get in defensive stance. He can guard different positions if he switches off on the guard. I mean, he does so many things. He's a natural rebounder. He's got natural instincts. And those, you, know, you like players that have instincts that you can't coach. He, he can do that. He can challenge shots at the rim. I mean, he's a very versatile player in that he can guard a couple of different positions. And again, one of the most athletic uh, players on the team. Coach, I'm going to ask you about Tremont Robinson-White here. I, I really like the way the first three games that he kind of brought some energy with him as he came off the bench, and he has kind of accepted that uh, role as being kind of a super sub for Joe Dooley's team through the first three games, being uh, kind of the, the sixth man. Uh, and, and he's changed, in my opinion, the complexion of the game every time he's checked in in the first uh, three contests. Your thoughts on that? Oh, you're spot on. I mean, and I think I think it's easy for kids to embrace the role when they're playing a lot of minutes. He might not be starting, but he's playing a lot of minutes. So, in essence, he's playing starter minutes. And that's what you want kids to realize. Don't get caught up in starts the game. Uh, be more concerned about who's playing starter minutes and who's finishing the game. And he's there. I mean, Trademark's the guy that's going to play starter minutes. He's going to finish the game off. And you're right. You're spot on about him being the energizer when he comes in. I kind of thought of him, I even said it already, almost like an energizer bunny. When he comes in, the pace picks up. They get transition game going immediately. He's a downhill driver. He's one of the best on the team. And he's outstanding at getting into the paint and making really good decisions. His interior passing has been uh, unbelievable. And, and got, we've got a couple of big guys that can really catch the ball well in the paint. Uh, Frank and also uh, BJ, those guys have excellent hands. But Tremont's excellent at getting into the scenes of the defense. It reminds me sometimes of a running back who's like picking the holes and darting through. 
he's got the ability to kind of slither through through people, get into the paint, and then just kind of drop as a young fellow, say drop dimes all over the place, particularly his interior passing. And of course, he can spray it out to the perimeter for those guys to get wild up looks. Because typically, when a guy gets into the paint, and as a basketball coach, boys, you want to see you want either you have an offensive team that gets you into the paint, or you want players that can get you into the paint. Tremont can get into the paint without any type of scheme. And when you get into the paint of a defense, the defense has a tendency to collapse, and then you spray it out to the perimeter. Those guys are getting wide open looks. They also want him to take more shots from the perimeter, and he started to do that. Even if he's not hitting, just the fact that he needs to start kind of hunting his offense, that's a big, big deal for this team, don't you think? Yeah, it'll come. Everything with this team is, is coming naturally. Guys really playing well off of each other. And as shots begin to fall, you're going to see them. Because uh, it's one thing that I've been really impressed with, how many times during the course of the game those guys pass up a good shot to give their teammate a great shot. Yeah. So those opportunities will present themselves. There's going to be some nights in which he's going to have those, and some nights he isn't. But those guys really do a great job of playing well together. And again, they're willing to give up a good shot so that their buddy can have a great shot. All right, Coach, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to have you be our man on the ground, the investigative journalist that you've become now. Uh, I'm here in Winston Tabs. Not likely tonight. Anything you've heard on Winston Tabs status? Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Um, you know, last I heard it, they, now I guess up in the air whether he's going to be able to go tonight. That's right. all I know. Okay. See, there you go. You're an investigative journalist now. So that <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't give you much that you already knew before, but. Well, I didn't. That's all I've heard. I didn't know if you heard something else. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've heard a long time ago in this business. Not only sometimes are you called upon to be an investigative reporter, but sometimes you also have to be a politician too. <laughs> so we'll see. We're all waiting with bated breath. Look, I, I hope they can get him back soon. We'll see what ends up happening. I know this was a kind of a target date, but. Uh, We'll see, you know, any time you get uh, just a, a bump in the road and any kind of recovery, it is a little tricky. All right, uh, Oklahoma coming off a route of uh, Texas-San Antonio, their last game. Tanner Groves is leading them and scoring at 18 a game and seven rebounds. Uh, Umaja Gibson at 11.5 and, and then Jalen Hill at 10.5. And, and he's actually their leading rebounder at 9.5. Uh, so that is, the, uh, that is the Sooner trio to watch out for. Jordan Goldwire. There's a name, uh, and uh, he's averaging four and a half assists to lead him through two games here. So uh, this is a team that can shoot it. They've shot the three very, very well, and uh, they have uh, shot the ball from the floor very well. Struggle a little bit from the line, but defensively, too, they've smothered uh, their first two opponents. So they've got Porter Moser, and uh, we know that he's one of the best in the game, and he's going to have the, that program, I think, really, really humming in, in no time. Uh, what's your impressions of the Sooners uh, to this point, and uh, how do you see the matchup? Um, like a lot of teams in the country, Porter's done a great job, but like a lot of teams in the country, uh, he's had to kind of fuse a lot of new players uh, into the uh, in, in, into the program. And um, and he's done a great job of that, at least in these first couple of games from what I can see. Um they're really playing well together for a group of guys, you know, that, you know, haven't, you know, haven't played together a lot because there's a lot of transfers. And he really came up big in the transfer market. I mean, there are guys that get transfers 
and uh, and then there are guys that really really do well with the transfers, and he hit some home runs on some guys. I know some yeah. of the listeners remember Goldwire from um, from his, his years at Duke mm-hmm. was a solid guard at Duke, not a great scorer, but with that talent, the type of talent they have at Duke, you don't need to be a great scorer. You need to be a guy who like sets the other guys up, sets the table. And uh, but the one thing that he brought was defensive intensity, and the guys are all defensive uh, team member in the ACC. So I mean, he's not bringing in some guys that were uh, just grown and unhappy with their roles in other places, and they wanted to get out. He's bring he's brought in some really quality guys. Uh, the kid Tanner Grove was a player of the year in the league he just came from. I mean, he put numbers up in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Eastern Washington was a really good program. Um, he's a good he, you know he's leading them in scoring. Uh, you see his numbers, as you mentioned earlier, but those numbers are real numbers because you look over his career. That's what he's done throughout his entire career. He's been, you know, 18, 19, 20 points a right, game, and right. about eight rebounds. His brother also transferred there, who's just a sophomore, but he's a good player. He had 23 versus Kansas in the NCAA tournament. So they've got some really quality uh, transfers in the program. And um, so a lot of new guys, but some really good quality new guys that he's brought to that program that are going to really pay dividends for them going forward. Coach, how do you see the, uh, you know, matchup as far as keys to the game? What would they be for you if you were, uh, if you were drawing them up? Well, in being able to defend, obviously, is going to be key. Uh, if we can continue to have that type of defensive intensity, this is going to be a bit more challenging, obviously, from a talent standpoint and an offensive scheme standpoint than what we've seen the last, so three games. So it's a much better and much more difficult opponent uh, that we're, we're facing. Um, so being able to execute offensively versus a team who's holding their opponents to, I want to say, 32% yeah. uh, defensive field goal percentage. So being able to uh, you know, execute offensively versus what appears to be a really good defensive team. And then on the other end, uh, being able to defend them. And starting with our post defense with the kid Groves, who's really been key. And then they got a couple other guys that can really shoot the ball from the perimeter. They got a good three point shooting thing. They got some athleticism. So there's going to be some other challenges for us that we really haven't seen uh, in the past few games. So that's going to be key being able to execute offensively against a team who appears to be a really good defensive team. And then also being able to contain them, starting with the big guy inside, because this is the first team that we played with a big guy who's like the main focal point offensively. And he's averaging almost 20 a game. Hey, Coach, great to catch up with you. We appreciate the time and uh, look forward to hearing the call tonight from you guys. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Thanks to Michael Perry, ECU, and Oklahoma. We're leading you into network coverage at the bottom of the hour. This is the Patrick Johnson Show, special edition today. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a Wimbledon champ on with us and tell you about a big event coming to Greenville that he's involved in this weekend. So stay tuned. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. It's time to think about gift giving, and Bertie County Peanuts has all you need to make everyone on your list happy. Whether you need gifts for friends and family or business appreciation gifts for clients and colleagues, Bertie County Peanuts has you covered. Check out their selection of gourmet products online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net. Call them at 800-457-0005 or visit them in Windsor at Powell and Stokes. Bertie County Peanuts, a Christmas tradition all over North Carolina. 
Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. With the value of the U.S. dollar continuing to slump due to unprecedented money printing, it has never been more important to protect your savings and retirement accounts from inflation. Many hardworking Americans, just like you and I, are turning to a proven method to protect what we work so hard to earn, Real Gold. You can have Real Gold delivered privately and securely to your home or have Real Gold put into your IRA or 401k. Just call Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you want to know about owning Real Gold. It's a lot easier than you think. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-928-GOLD to get your free precious metals investment guide. Talk to them about getting Real Gold and Silver delivered to your home or about having Real Gold placed in your IRA or 401k. The Oxford Gold Group is here to help you protect your savings and retirement from the unknown. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. So what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group, 833-928-GOLD. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. You know, it's, it's one of those things, and our kids were very, very confident in what they were doing. And, you know, we practiced that a ton. You know, as a defensive coach, you want to control everything. I guess as a coach in general, you want to control everything. Um, but it came down to one place. All right, here it is, you know, winner to lose it right here. And the kids, you know, did an awesome job of, of just playing the defense, setting the edge, Bruce triggering, you know, Warren clamping it, the corner clamping it. And so they did a nice job passing those things off out there, the, the, the Sam and then knocking the ball down at the end of the play. And you've really seen 11 guys out there at the, on that snap that just playing with all-out effort, playing with, you know, everything that our program represents right now and wants to be about, we, we played on that snap. And then just the energy and the excitement on the sideline, those guys coming off. It was a lot of fun, you know, just as you see as coaches, fans, Pirate Nation, and just a, lot of, a really good experience for those players. Great stuff. Uh, thanks to Johnny Murray there. Also, Chris Osborne. And again, that is the uh, Baywood Racket Club. Aces for Autism Pro-Am. It begins tomorrow, uh, the event in earnest on Saturday and Sunday. And you can get more by logging on to acesforautismnc.com or emailing office at baywoodracketclub.com. Thanks to those guys for hanging out with us here uh, on this extended edition. All right. Pirate basketball begins bottom of the hour. Little look at uh, college hoops action across the fruited plain down in Myrtle Beach. The Invitational there. A couple good games earlier it was New Mexico State topping Davidson, and that was 76-64. New Mexico State moves to three and zero on the season in double overtime. Game that ended about an hour ago. Utah State top 10, 87-79. Of course, ECU Oklahoma coming up. Tonight at 7, Pirates a 13-point underdog there. At 9.30 tonight, it is ODU and Indiana State. The winner of that game or loser of that game will get uh, Indi- uh, will get an ECU, depending on the result of the Pirates game with the Sooners. Uh, Old Dominion is a 5-point 
uh, favorite in that one. All right, around the AAC, down the road from Conway. This is in Charleston. The event going on there, Clemson just pounded Temple. Really raced away in the second half. Just went final. Tigers tamed the Owls at 75-48. At 7, it's 3-0 Cincinnati, a 16-point favorite at home against Presbyterian. Coming up at 8 o'clock tonight, SMU, a 20-point favorite against Southeast Louisiana out of the American. Looking around the state of North Carolina, just underway. Division Three Greensboro at North Carolina A&T. Also, UNC Asheville trading buckets with Tennessee Tech. They're underway in Chattanooga. And uh, that is one of those in-season tournaments. And it's 15-14 in favor of uh, Unka over Tennessee Tech in that one. 6.30 tonight. Charlotte, two-and-a-half-point dog at Appalachian State. Coming up at 7, interesting matchup. UNCW at Trask Coliseum. They're a two-point favorite at home against Coastal Carolina. 7 o'clock, Campbell, eight-point dog. They'll visit Marshall. At 8 o'clock, NAIA St. Andrews takes on the team that ECU opened their season against South Carolina State. St. Andrews down uh, in, uh, oh gosh, Laurenburg. Yeah, down in Laurenburg near the South Carolina border. All right, uh, Elon, a 14-point dog. They'll play tonight at West Virginia at 9 o'clock. A game that has gone final, UNCG nips Green Bay 60-58 to to move to 4-0. Again, that is one of those games, one of those in-season tournaments. Some other uh, games to look at for you. They're inside of 10 minutes in uh, Akron, and it's uh, the Akron Zips leading Wheeling Jesuit 72-34. Throw out the records. Uh, it is uh, an event going on in St. Petersburg, Florida. And it's uh, Weber State leading UMass at the half, 36 to 34. Quick update on that uh, A&T Greensboro score. It's 11-9 in favor of uh, the Aggies now at home. Also getting underway down in Gainesville, it is uh, the 24th ranked Gators of Florida, 23, Milwaukee, 14. Another final from today, 22nd ranked St. Bonaventure moves to 3-0 as they Fend off Boise State down in Charleston, 67 to 61. Other games happening tonight around College Hoops, New Hampshire at Providence. That's Bill Harian leading his team to take on the Friars at 6:30. Also coming up at 6:30, 19th ranked Ohio State against Xavier. Seven o'clock, it's Boston and Hartford. Carver at the Citadel coming up at seven tonight. Eastern Michigan and Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky an eight-point favorite at home. That's a seven o'clock tip. Ole Miss hosting Marquette. That's in Charleston, and Ole Miss is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Uh, Elsewhere, Penn State at home. Big favorite tonight against St. Francis of New York. UAB and South Carolina are playing tonight in Columbia. 3-0 are the Blazers, and they're a three-point dog going into uh, Columbia. Uh, let's see. It's Tennessee State and South Carolina Upstate. That game also tipping off at 7 o'clock tonight. ETSU a 17.5 point favorite at home. Iowa a big favorite against Alabama State tonight at 7. Warhead State hosting Transylvania at 7.30. Who knew? Uh, it is uh, Ball State at FIU tonight at 8 o'clock. California Bakersfield at Northern Arizona at 8 as well. Uh, and LSU hosting McNeese State at 8 o'clock down in Baton Rouge. And the uh, Bayou Bengals are a 28-point favorite in that one. TCU at 8 will tip against Nickel State. They're a 13.5-point favorite at home. Missouri a 14.5-point favorite against Northern Illinois. 
Virginia Tech, 20-point favorite at home tonight in Blacksburg at 8 against St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Third-ranked Kansas, big favorite, 25.5 tonight against Stony Brook, also an 8 o'clock tip. Texas Arlington at North Texas. That's in Denton, 8 o'clock. North Texas, a 10.5-point favorite in that one. Rutgers at DePaul also uh, tonight. Northwestern at home against Fairleigh Dickinson. And those are just some of the games that are being played uh, tonight. Pirate basketball. Coverage comes your way at the bottom of the hour with uh, the IMG Learfield Network from Learfield. is a Pirate Sports Network for Learfield, I should say. Big thanks to Johnny Murray, Chris Osborne today, also to Rini Angoli and Coach Michael Perry. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock for the Patrick Johnson Show. Big uh, thanks today to the ref, Philip Pilkington and uh, Chill Phil. And we'll see you all tomorrow. And uh, keep up with the Pirates. We'll have uh, coverage tonight on our social media as they take on the Sooners. 7 o'clock tip. Good night, everybody. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.